Beloved, you are about to listen to a message from Reverend Prince Lai. Reverend Prince Lai is the head pastor of Rescue World Chapel International and the lead evangelist of Christ the Healer Gospel Campaign. He has a dynamic teaching and healing ministry with miracles, signs and wonders that has affected and transformed many lives. And now, the voice of rescue. is already anointed I ask that you anoint this lips of clay and you anoint this exercise I'm about to do I pray that Lord it will be an answer and a turning point and a revival in the hearts of your people my earnest prayer is that giants shall be raised from this evening meetings my earnest prayer is that you anoint anyone who is willing to get into the field of ministry and into the field of kingdom service pray that you will research oh god by this evening encounters in jesus precious name amen put your two hands together for the lord take back your seat everyone hallelujah tonight and some evenings i'm going to do something very very simple very very basic but I'm trusting the Lord that is going to bless us through that. Amen. I'm going to read some books to you today and some days. And as the Spirit lays on my heart, I will pick some chapters from this and pick some pages from that. Just to, to bless you. You know, there are some things when I talk about them, it's as though maybe I'm talking. So sometimes I would like to read. So that you know that I'm not the one talking. And there are things that... Uh, sometimes I want you to receive it as I received it so that you, you will get exactly because as I try to communicate it I may add or reduce okay mm-hmm. put on your nose marks I may add or reduce and so I do my best that some of the things I would read them to you directly once in a while amen alright so tonight I'm going to read out something and that will be the title you can take it like that the law of small groups the law of small small groups the law of small groups and this is going to be some evening series that will tackle issues about small small groups and ministries and cells and all that is that beautiful okay and so I'm reading from a great man, A.L. Fant, one of the spiritual sons of Bishop Chatter Nasari in Tamale. And um, I'm privileged to use his book to teach you. Amen. Now, let me read something as a form of introduction, okay? Now, he says the church is not only an organization, it's also an organism. I hope you know that. For those of you who have followed my teachings, you should know this by now that the church is not just when you say an organization, an organization is like an institution. Okay? An institution out there 
that runs let me say deals in something okay and runs in different different things but it's also an organism the organism aspect of a church has to do with the spiritual aspect of it that is also a living thing something that is spiritual something that is alive amen unlike the organizations out there which has no spiritual dimension the church has a spiritual dimension why because the church is the body of christ do you understand jesus calls the church his body amen and so the church is not just an entity or just uh, a business group or like any of the institutions out there but one unique thing about the church is that the church is a living organism or a living thing and uh, because of that there are certain characteristics of living things that also affects the church because it has life and is actually the body of our dear Savior Jesus. Amen. It is a living being and organisms vary in sizes and yeah, some are micro and others are macro. Hmm? If you've studied living things, you realize that we have macroorganisms, we have microorganisms. Now, one unique difference is that with a micro, you see, you, 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 you have the size of the cell, either being one or very small. And the more cells you have, the mega the organism is. Do you understand? For every big organism, it's made up of small, small cells. Or small, and these cells, when they have related functions, when they have related functions, then we put them together as tissues. Okay? Now, when the cells are performing something uh, related, or they are, they are connected in a, in a function, we term those cells working together as a tissue. And when tissues are working together or, or, or have uh, similar functions, we put them together and we call them an organ. Okay? We call them an organ. Like for example, your heart is an organ. Okay? Now, when you, uh, you have organs that are performing similar functions or related functions, they have related, they are, they are functions are connected their functions are connected then we term it as a system do you understand this basic science you did that in school wave your hands this basic science and so you have the heart as an organ but the heart is connected to a certain is part of a system who, who knows that system yes Clinton yes the blood circulatory system you understand? It's part of it. So, it helps. Some of you are saying, what? <laughs> Why what? You need to go to school. <laughs> it's part of it. Okay? So, you have the arteries, the veins. You have the, the uh, heart itself. And they are all connected with some other things. And uh, you have even some parts of the heart. Hmm? Have you labeled the heart before? Eh? The ventricles and... <laughs> you know, so, when organs, like, let's say for instance, the kidney. Hmm? 
the kidney is it an organ or is a system? The kidney is an organ, and it's part of which system? Hmm? The kidney is part of which system? It works with in which system? Oh, that's too complicated. I should give you lungs. I think the lungs will be more easier for you. The lungs is also part of which system? The respiratory. That one I know is simple. The lungs is part of the respiratory system. Okay. Now, what are the other organs that work with the lungs in the respiratory system? Okay. So all that we are trying to explain to ourselves tonight is that organs with related functions they come together to form what systems. Okay. And so then you have systems coming together to form an organism. So when we take you, Barbara, please be outstanding. When you take Barbara as an organism, okay, or as a living thing, she's made up of different, different systems. Do you understand? Minister, also be outstanding. When you take Minister as another organism, he's also made up of different, different systems. And that is why when you study with human anatomy, you will see different, different parts, organs, systems of the human being. Okay? And they all come together to work in harmony and then we say that the man is sound or the organism is sound. Do you understand that? Put your hands together for the Lord. So these two people you are seeing are simply made up of cells that have joined together to form tissues, that have joined together to form organs, that have joined together to form systems and then systems forming together to form organisms. Okay, then we, 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 we have the human organism. You understand? Now, in the same way, when you take the church, which is also the body of Jesus, it can also be set up broken down to cells as its basic unit. Do you understand that? That's why in school you drew the cell and you labeled it. It's the basic unit of all organisms. And so when you pick this church or a church of 5,000 people, you can set up, break it, or you take a community of, 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 of 20,000 people, you can break it into families, and the families will become the, or the nuclear families will become the cell that come together to form that village, or that community, or that city, or that big thing. So we have microorganism, which mostly has one cell, and we have a macro that is made up of a lot of cells okay, coming together to form these things that I have mentioned. Do you understand? Good. Now, the writer of the book says something. Let me read it. That this truth is vitally important for building strong and mega churches. Every mega church must have many small groups within it. That will enable it to work well. These small groups could be house-to-house fellowships, service units. Now, service units are ministry wings. The choir, the ashes, the media. These are different, different groups. Okay? Service units or market fellowships, the greater the number of these groups, often the easier it is for the church to grow and to function properly. Amen. Do you get what he's trying to say? Now, he says, I looked at the foundation of our church building. He's talking about our church building. And he noticed that it was 
Setup divided into smaller rooms to help it hold together. That architectural principle is consistent with the law of small groupings. When you look at the foundation, maybe you have not seen them constructing a house before, but if you are privileged to get there before it is cemented, okay, you will see that they build it in form of cubes, four square. Four square, four square, four square. So that big thing, like this big thing, like this, the foundation will be made up of different, different squares. Okay? And then they fill it with the uh, sand and then plaster it like that. That is how they do. They don't um, dig one big thing as a foundation. No, they divide them. And uh, you will easily see it when you go to a storey building that has underground. When you go to the underground portion of a big story building and you lift up your head, you will see that the thing is in divisions, in cells. There are compartments. You see four square, four square, four square. They are like pillars that you are, you are, you are seeing. And you see, those divisions and cells is actually what is making the building to be able to stand strong and as big as you see it. So without those small, small, small parts, you won't have that big thing. Do you understand it? Great. Now, number one thing that you should know about small groups is that small groups enable the pastor to minister to more people easily. Small groups enable the pastor. Small groups in the church. It enables the pastor to minister to more people easily. And I'm teaching this because you are supposed to be a part of a small group. Whether you are a shepherd or you are a chorister or you are an usher or you are part of the media or you are part of maybe very soon transport unit and etc. etc. Yeah. You are supposed to be a part okay of a unit, of a group. Now, this helps the pastor to be able to effectively minister or pastor 10,000 people, 20,000 people. And you wonder, ah, so are they able to meet the pastor? They don't need to all meet the pastor. There's a system that is working that made the church grow that, that big. And that without anybody feeling lonely. And that system is what we are studying small groups. Small groups. Small groups. Small groups will solve a lot. You will go into, into them. Now, Luke chapter 9. Give it to us. Luke chapter 9, verse 14 and 15. Luke chapter 9, 14 and 15. Are you enjoying the book we are reading? Now, we are all going to read, okay, 14 and 15. We are all going to read one go. For they were about 5,000 men. And he said to his disciples, Make them sit down by 50s in a company. Now, if you are using your Bible, you would have underlined 50. So you can highlight that one for us. Make them sit down. This is Jesus' strategy to minister. Make them sit down in a company of 50s. And they did so. And they made them all sit down. Now, Jesus is going to minister, as the pastor is going to minister to 
certain group of people who were his members in the wilderness. And the Bible categorically mentioned that the men alone were 5,000. Now you and I know that in Jesus' ministry, there were more women than men. Because you and I know (laughs) that by the grace of God, women seem to be prone to issues of faith than men. Women respond to matters of faith than men. Women easily feel the anointing when men don't feel anything going on. (laughs) You see, the, the reason is because one of the reasons <laughs> one of the reasons is because women are more emotional than men. And you say, in relating to God, even though we relate to God by our spirit, which is not a soulless thing. Hmm? You know spirit soul. If you, are, if you don't know, you are new here. We relate to God by our spirit, not our soul. And our soul is where you have the will, the emotions, that's the feeling I just spoke about. It's in the soul. But now, when you are serving the Lord thy God, you are supposed to serve Him with all your might, with all your soul, with all your, your, your spirit. Your, 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 you are supposed to serve Him with the full you. And the soul, the emotions, is what helps the spirit to be able to respond emotionally to God. And so your spirit uses your emotion which is in your soul to respond. That is why you see people worshipping and crying. You see people, uh, maybe God speaks to someone and then the person starts shaking. The emotion steps in. But God is dealing with the spirit but the spirit is making use of the emotion. Hmm? Do, do you understand? So by the time you are maybe the anointing falls upon somebody. You see that the person may be shaking, the person may be trembling, the person may feel something cold or something go through you. You see, all these things are working. Now, let me come back. So now, women are more receptive to the spirit because of that aspect of them. And because they are able to believe things easily. They can't even believe a liar. You understand? It's very easy for them to believe a womanizer who is just job. They don't need to see anything. Just talk. Once you can talk, they, they, they believe you. So women believe. Oh, oh, women believe. That's why go to all the, the churches that they do buy and sell. Go, go there. You, the number one people you meet there are women. And they don't care about you. you see, a man will sit down and say, ah, the way this one, no, no, this one. A woman doesn't care about that. Once the man can explain that my angels are this and they are like that, the woman accepts it. Accept it. Once the man said it, finish. He, women are not analytical. Women are emotional. Men are analytical. By the time you are crying about it, the man is taking pen and paper, calculating. <laughs> That's the difference between men and women. So when you are going to marry, don't get confused. You are happy about the gown. It will look good. He is calculating the money. Men are analytical. Women are not. They are emotional. They are looking at the excitement. Now, now, so in Jesus' ministry, the women were more. So let's take it, for instance, we have 5,000 men. That should make you know that the women will be at least times two. 
of it. So the women will be about 10,000. Now, assuming every woman came with two children, which is near to impossible among the Jewish people because one man can give birth to 12. Yes, how many did Jacob give birth to? Men. He gave boys, 12 boys, not ladies. The ladies were not counted. Abraham ate. The ladies were not counted. Yes. <laughs> you know, so, even David, go and check all of them. They, they were not giving birth. So, I need to go and give birth. Who will take care of me? <laughs> you are living in a corona economy. You go and give birth by heart. You will see. <laughs> you know, so, so there were more. So assuming each woman came with two children, how many children will we have? About 10,000 women. And each woman came with two children. So we have about 20,000 children. Put all of them together. How many people would Jesus see? What? 35,000 people had to eat from five loaves of bread and two fishes. Yeah. And how would Jesus as the pastor be able to minister to 35,000 people to give them the word of God which was the loaf of bread to minister the fish which is the anointing. <laughs> hey! How would Jesus be able to do that effectively without Sister A saying that you people you are biased, you have left me out. Uh, when you got to me, dear, uh, you are you people, you are not coming, you are not you are not praying for me. You no nobody visited me, uh, nobody called me, nobody gave me some. You did it for brother A. When he got to brother B, they say you will not do it. You see, so that people will not complain, Jesus gave the first instruction. What's the first instruction? Make them sit down in fifties. Clap your hands for Jesus. So fifties mean that they divided the thirty-five thousand people possibly into fifty, 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 fifty. Won't won't it be more easier for you to minister to fifty people than thirty-five thousand people? Yeah. And that is a principle that is looking at cell systems in every church. Jesus was giving us the wisdom to minister if we believe that this church is going to grow into thousands as the Lord has promised us, then we must begin to practice what Jesus wanted. You see, for, <laughs> for the fish to multiply and for the bread to multiply, they first needed to implement the cell system, the cell group that is why every big church in the world they have cell systems running. Yeah. It grows. It has the way it multiplies the bread. It has the way it multiplies the fish. It has the way it makes more people join the ministry. Once you break it into cell, it has the way. If assuming you came to this church, there's no ushering group, there's no choir, there's no uh, different, different, different group, you see that the church will have gone lower or would have, would have reduced in size with time. Because Pastor Prince cannot go to everybody's house. I'll not be able to wish everyone happy birthday. I'll be able to pray for everyone. I can't counsel everyone. I can't reach them. If everybody will close church and everybody is waiting to, to, to talk to me. 
there will be, there'll, there'll be trouble. But you see, when we close, you see that these ten people are gathered here. Five people are gathered here. Three people are gathered here. Uh, Sixteen people are gathered here. Some twenty people are gathered somewhere. And all of them, they seem to be, to be spoken to all. Someone is speaking to them. Their needs seem to be met. Someone is reaching out to them. When they are sick, someone goes to go and look for them. When they don't come to church, someone goes to check on them. And they are doing their pastoral work Pastor Prince was supposed to do for everyone. And they are doing it at the same time. Amen. And that was the principle that Jesus was teaching us over there. Amen. So to effectively minister to thousands of people, Jesus recommended that they put in smaller groups of fifties. And this will enable smooth administration. It creates order and helps the pastor to control the crowd. It creates order. And helps the pastor. You see, when they wanted to share, I think during the COVID-19 uh, lockdown, some of the assemblies were sharing food. Do you know that the food actually was an instruction from, from let me say, the top? Not, not, the, not the assemblies. It was actually from the presidency. And the ministry in charge, I don't know which ministry was it, is it gender and welfare or something? The ministry in charge, they were giving them money, they used some of money to cook the food and to distribute throughout Accra and the various places that were locked down. But now, if they went to one place and said, the whole Accra should gather, can you imagine what would have happened? Even the one they brought it to the assembly, so they decided, okay, let us break it into smaller groups. So they came to the level of the assembly, even that one. We saw some on the television. We saw, the things we saw, you wonder whether it was a corona or it was a freedom moment. Just because of one uh, Take away. People were, it, it, it looked like the stadium disaster. Some of you, you, you were not born by then. A Crossport Stadium. So some of you, you were little children. You, you, you don't even know. When that disaster, people were walking on others. That was what they were doing for the food. By the time the car gets there, alarm will be blown. And when you see the speed at which people will be gathering, no social distance. No nose marks. Everybody's nose marks is a is a neck chain, a necklace. <laughs> hey, Ghana! I've told I've told people that it's only God that is why Africa will not die more than the Western world. It's just it's just the factor that we we are, we have faith more. We always pray. That's the only reason because all the rules and regulations. <laughs> even those of us who claim that we are even abiding by them. You yourself, check. 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 Because as you are wearing it now, it's just mere formality. When you step out and you are talking with your friends, you take it off. <laughs> what we are doing, it is only God who say thank you Jesus that I have not gone into me. Oh. <laughs> and so, we are trying to study about the law of small groups. The number two thing that the law of small group achieves is that small groups provide many ministry or service opportunities to church members. When the church is broken into cells and we have different cell groups, 
different ministry groups, different territory groups. It helps us to have many ministry or service opportunities. Ministry or service opportunities. In other words, there will be more opportunities for people to join a group, for people to join a ministry, for people to be working in the church or with the church. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship. Ephesians 2 verse 10. For we are his workmanship. Workmanship is instrument. For we are his instrument created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Say instrument. Oh, say, I am God's instrument. You didn't say that. Say, I am God's instrument. As you are seated there, you are actually God's instrument that was created in Christ Jesus. And so, you have been created for something. For a ministry. He says that in Christ Jesus, unto good works, not bad works. I'm robbery is not part. Uh, 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 fraud is not present me. I'm gifted with a computer. I know how to know my way around the show. <laughs> fraud is, is fraud good works. Someone came to me that I should pray for the person to. Uh, there are some things coming. Some Sakawa people. They joined us at a time, and then when they heard the messages, it was troubling their spirit. But they also saw the power of God here. So they wanted me to help them. And they came to see me to negotiate. That uh, they are planning on stopping. But they can't just stop now. There is one consignment of a breakthrough on the sea coming. And so I have to, I should pray for them. So that the white woman or whatever will finalize all the papers. So that the goose will arrive in Ghana. Because if it comes, oh, by that time we wanted to do some of this works here. They will, they will do everything. They will finish the roof, do the ceiling, give us a projector, screen. Oh, promises. All that I need to do is that I should pray for them so that, because the thing is at the last minute moment and the thing will be released. So, I have to pray for, for them. I listened to them and said, no, this is not good works. I can't, I can't pray for you. And because I couldn't pray for them, they stopped church. I told them, I don't have a problem if you stop church. The only thing that hurts me is when I did something wrong and somebody stops church. But if the doing of a good thing or the right thing makes someone stop church, I am not bothered at all. Trust me, I am not bothered at all. So I just told them that I'm very sorry that I can't help you to sin against God. And you see, they gave me a scripture. Yes, the Sakura people, they have a scripture. He quoted me from Isaiah. One of the, the, the prophecies of God to, to the children of Israel says that and the riches of the Gentiles shall be converted unto you. <laughs> Do, do you understand that? The riches of the unbelievers, God says he will give it to you. So they came to tell me, oh, but I didn't have an office. So I used to have my meetings at the top of the stage. And they quoted, they said that the Bible says, <laughs> the rich, and so they see the white people, what, sissy, 
61 verse 6. So the, they were quoting that to, to, to mean that the white people, they are unbelievers. They don't know God. They are rich. They don't know God. So now we the Africans, we will know God. And at least they have even come to church. And so I should pray so that the riches of the unbelievers will be wired into the account. <laughs> wow! I pray that may the riches of unbelievers be wired into account. Hey! But that didn't come by 419. That's not what God wanted to say. <laughs> so when they quoted the scripture, I, I was taken aback. I was like, what? But I had to explain to them what that scripture meant. That God didn't say we would take it in a dubious way. God has a way he will make them be in need for them to need our service. And it will enrich us. It is not that God will, 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 will blind their eyes so that we will take advantage of them. No. That's stealing. That's stealing. Now several Sakawa people who have come to me, different groups. If you are here, you are one of them. Repent. Else find yourself another place. God, we don't have room for Sakawa people here. Repent. Just repent. Say that, Pastor, I, I, I repent. God have mercy on me. And God will save you right now. He will save you. Amen. Now, and those, those things are not good works. But good works are things that are honorable to God. Things that solve the need of mankind. Amen. And the Bible says that for we are instruments of God created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Long time God knew you'd be a pastor. He knew you'd be a chorister. He knew you'd be an author. He knew you'd be a shepherd. He has already designed you'd be an evangelist. He has already planned good works that you come and do for the kingdom. Now, when you join the church, all these good works are in the church. But how will you find yourself doing good works if you don't join a group. So when we divide the church into cells and into groups, it makes available for more works to be done. More people will get more works to be done. Let me, let, let me read something. It says, we are called to serve. Sadly, many churches do not have anything for the people to do. Minus us. We have a lot. So if you are here, you don't know what to do. Maybe you have not heard our announcements. We have a lot of ministries you can join. And we are creating more. Amen. We are called to serve and sadly many churches do not have anything for the people to do. Aside the choir, Sunday school and the prayer force, pastors having created rooms for people whose ministry gifts are outside these three. Consequently, the people want to serve but there is no room for them. And Jesus said in John 14 too, there are many rooms in my father's house. You remember? John 14 too, many mansions in my father's house. Many rooms in my father's house. And so even though he's talking about heaven, but it can also uh, uh, be used to apply to his house here on earth. There are many, many rooms also here. Many, many space to operate. Many, many opportunities that you can serve God. Ask the one by you, are you in one of them already? At least, you should find yourself in one. At least, at least. So if you are here under the sound of my voice, and you are not part of any ministry wing, no, you are making a big mistake of your life. Because you have been saved to serve God. 
And that is the practical way of serving God. Be part of a ministry. Very, very important. This context, okay, we must establish as many service units as possible. This will provide avenues for almost every member to be involved in ministry. Have as many choirs as possible. A, a, a time will come, we'll have different, different choir groups in the church. Not, not, not just one. When you go to the mega churches, they have different, different. They have some that they sing like orchestra. They, they, they sing, I don't know how they call those, they, they sing like something. What? Those chorus, uh-huh. You, you know them? Ooh. They are different from this Sonibadu, Sonibadu group of people. They are totally different. We have, even when you go to Presby, they have the main choir, they have singing band. True or not true? They have singing band. Sometimes they even have other ones. They have youth choir. They have several. We have some places, harmony choir. They have another way say, a sultry choir. They have another way they say, <laughs> hey! In one church. You see that? And it brings some, some, some positive competition. That will ginger them to, to, to strive for, for the best. And the church will be enjoying it. When you go to ICC Christ Temple, you see different, different choir groups. And they are all good. They are not fighting one another. No, no, no. But there is some... At least everybody is, 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 is striving for mastery. The Bible says, run therefore that you get the price. So everybody is doing the work hard. Not because of the other, but at least the presence of the other also gingers you. It's a positive competition. <laughs> And so we speak into the few years ahead. The, the few years ahead. That God will raise many, many choir groups in the church. That rescue will have different, different ushering units. We'll have different, different. We'll have different, different choir ministries. We'll have different, different media ministries. We'll not have just one. We'll have different, different. Ha! Huh. Because the church is going to grow. Tell somebody, this church is going to grow. And we'll have more ministries. Hallelujah. Sit down, sit down. God bless you. Have as many prayer groups as possible. Time will come that we'll have Jesus on the mountain top prayer group. In the church, in the church. <laughs> what while we are praying, then we'll have another group called Push Prayer Group. That pray until something happens. Then we have another prayer we call Sardinus. Uh, the name alone will make you join. The name alone. The, the name alone. <laughs> when you go to the Ghana army, they have different different. They have air force. They have uh, um, the, the army itself. They have the navy. Huh? Even they have 64 battalions. They have special forces, commandos. Hey! hey! <laughs> Those ones, they are trained in different places. They are trained. Even among, even they have military police. Different, different. So that more jobs could be done, more people can be employed. If it is just one thing. More people will not be employed. 
So now when you come to the church also, we are going to have more, more, more groups, more prayer warriors. Have different drama ministries. Now we are even struggling with one. But the times are coming where there will be competition among drama ministries. Hey, by the time rescue Kantata shows forth, then rescue uh, Kumawu to appear. Hey! Then the film starts to say, hey, where, where are you people coming from? We were here before. Then the film starts to come and do something. Hey! I see you being very, very active in some of the groups. Very active. Amen. Amen. So join. Join now. In our, now listen, he says, in our church, we have depopulators. And they are in charge of internal evangelism. We have the missions force. They are in charge of church planting. We have prison ministry. One day we'll also have all these ministries. We'll have prison ministries. Amen. We, they don't arrest people to prison the prison ministry, they go to bless people at the prison. Before you start saying that. <laughs> hey! We have the care unit. Because the people were here, then they had the prison ministry. They thought it's either they are going to be arrested to the prison to go and stay there and be the pastor there. No, 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 no. You'll be amongst us. But you go and bless them and come back. You didn't spend two days. You just bless them and return. That same day. Hey, prison ministry, dear pastor. I'm not called there. Someone there said, Hey, we have the care unit, which includes charity missions. They reach out to the poor and vulnerable. We have the medical fellowship, and they are responsible for medical outreaches. Rescue, we are receiving all this ministry. I said, We are receiving all this ministry. All of them are involved in evangelism. But by dividing them into specialized units, we have more room for people to serve. I get what he's trying to say. I'm just reading, oh. I'm just reading. It's serious. Then he advised, I said, friend, create many professional groups with clearly defined responsibilities as much as possible. And let us minimize the cases of one member in plenty things. Because it defeats their purpose. But every member must at least be involved in working for the Lord. At least in one. At a point in time, you may be in one or two or three, but it shouldn't be like you are everywhere because you may not have the time to do everything. Amen. Jeremiah 48, verse 10. Ah, anytime I read this scripture, I'm afraid. I'm afraid for some people. Jeremiah 48, verse 10. It says, Cast be he. That do the work of God deceitfully. That's why those men of God were doing for one night, cheating people, taking their money, their land, doing all sorts of things. They are under a curse, just that they don't know. They don't know. It's, it's a pity. And then he didn't end there. The one that applies to a lot of us said, And curse be he that keeps back his sword from blood. Do you understand that scripture? Bible says, curse is the one who refused to fight. No, but come on, we have gone to war. And you have been enlisted as a soldier. And we have equipped you with a sword. And we say, use your sword. The enemy is coming to kill your brother. You are standing there, say, hey, die, hey, die, hey, die. Are you, are you okay? Are you correct? Use your sword. Tell somebody, use your sword. 
Their bathroom food is it, is it a place for advice? Is it a place that you can oh, and yes, sir. Oh, my brother, what I come to do here? It's a place for warfare. But you see, that is how a lot of you are. You have a gift. When you were in the world, you were using it to the world. But when you join the church, you see that this gift could have been used in the church to do something. I'm shy. When you were in the world, you were acting at the community center. Some of you, you were acting at national theater for unbelievers. And by the grace of God, you are in church. And you can spearhead the film stars and you say you will not do. And because of that, the film stars seem to be collapsing. You are keeping your sword from working. And the Bible says, cast be unto him who keeps his sword from working. You have a gift. To have a gift, you can rap. That's why I'm careful to tell all the rappers. Anytime they get to the church, say, hey, don't kill your, your gift. Rather, write more and come and sing. Why? Because it's a gift, it's a sword. Certain people can never ever be harvested into church if you, 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 you go and give them uh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh. Father, where? There was one Nigerian I went to minister to somewhere. And then he told me that, Pastor, 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 it's not that I don't want to take Jesus home. But you see, this Christian thing be too boring. How many of you sometimes feel like it? He be too boring. Hey! You see, you can be a hypocrite. Don't, don't worry. But this Nigerian poured his heart out to me. You see, such a person, you bring him to church, he said, him number three, three, you are wasting your time. You are wasting your time. You are wasting your time to be mentioning him number. No, 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 no. These people, you have to give them a bone, how uh, 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 you call those songs? And Kassar you see, you have to release Yesu Moda and Dorothy. You see that when they come to, don't you see that any time they are ministers, you see that the boys, boys, they come here and not even boys, but girls, 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 and you see the moves they are doing. Boom, boom. And I'm like, hey, these people are they born again at all? Hey! Then I just asked myself, so what if we didn't create a room for this one? And every day we come and stand here and say, Onishe, Iyanu. Oh, my dear, my dear, you are worrying them. Hey! At least there should be a space for relaxation. When we do the Onishe small, let us come and do bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Clap for the Christoholics in the church. A good and Christ boy, they are doing very well. Amen. You see, what if they decided to keep their, oh now I'm born again, I won't do music again and they keep their sword it means that these guys who are saying church is boring, they will not join the reason why some of you have been able to stay in rescue is that because of how we have added certain gifts that is making the atmosphere mincheristic without that mincherism you can't stay in the church hey 
Ask the one by you, what sword are you hiding? What sword? Some of you, you have spoken words. I'm still looking for the man with the spoken word sword. Do you know, do you know a spoken word? Oh, you don't know spoken word? Hello, how many of you know spoken word? Spoken word is it's like rap, but they don't play the music. It's like they've been talking very fast. It's like poem, but it's more matured. You understand? And sometimes they make it rhyme. They can do it about the cross of Jesus, about salvation. Different, different, different. I'm just looking, and we have a lot of youth. Some are rappers, some are a lot of tertiary people. So I can't get someone with a spoken word sword. Oh boy. Receive that gift in the name of Jesus. You can just go to those of you who can rap, go to, to, to YouTube and go and watch spoken word and see if you can do it. You will realize you have a sword. Those of you ladies who can talk well, who can speak well, your blair, your blair is good. Go there and go and watch and see young girls like your, your, yourself, young guys like yourself, and they are, they are massaging the English. And, Oh, my goodness. Say the sword. Which sword are you keeping back? Which sword? Which sword are you keeping back? Yours may not be spoken well. You may have a gift for something else which can be used in the church. Which we can use to help to further the church. Maybe your, your gift, your talent, your accounting skills. Anything at all you know how to do is your sword. And the Bible says, Cursed is that Christian who keeps back his sword. In, in the time of work. It's like a soldier who the enemy is about shooting one of your own. And you stand behind and say, please stop, please stop, please stop. You need to be shot first. Because you have been given a gun to use. They didn't make a mistake when they gave you the gun. It was to defend yourself and others. So God didn't make a mistake when he gave you that gift. It is for you and to bless the church. When you were in the world, the devil just took advantage of it and was using it. But it's not for the devil. The devil has never created anything good. He has never. He has never created. Katahari is not from the devil. The devil has never created tongue twisting before. The devil has never created a tongue not to even twist it. The devil didn't create the leg for him to create football and how to play with the leg. No. All those gifts, natural gifts, spiritual gifts, they are all from God. All gifts are from God. All good and perfect gifts are from God. The devil just picks some. The church, our eyes have been closed on a lot of them. So the devil just picked them out there. And then because they have those gifts, he made them do it. So now we have, we have attributed those gifts to the world. Because we didn't encourage those gifts with our own sons. Pastors stopped their sons from rapping. Stopped. So we really encouraged. So now we, we saw it that it is rather the people of the world. But it is nothing about the world. Just that because they were doing it before becoming born again, we think it is worldly. But it's wrong. It's not true. It's not true. May you use your sword. May you use your sword. Amen. So don't hold back your sword, okay? Let us rise up and build like the days of Nehemiah. Nehemiah 2.18 tells us, let's rise up and do this good work. Very, very important. Let's rise up. 
We are going to get more people into the cell. If you are here, you are not part of a cell group. You have to own up right now. You are not part of any ministry. You have to own up. And very soon we are going to start community, territory cell. There will be a cell in your area. You must attend that cell. The reason is because that will help build the church and will also give you some benefits. I'll come to that. Amen. Hallelujah. Number three. The law of small groups is consistent with early church practices. The law of small group agrees with what they did in the early church. The law of small groups, it agrees what they were doing there in, in the early church. What is it, the early church? The days of Peter, Paul and Co. It agrees. Acts chapter 20 verse 20. Look at what Paul said. And now I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you. Now watch this. Have taught you publicly and from house to house. As I'm teaching now, this is a public place. I'm teaching publicly. Teaching you publicly. But aside those I teach publicly, there are also group of people I can teach in my house or from house to house. So Paul says that I taught you publicly and from house to house. So there are two dimensions of the church ministry. We have the public gathering and we have house to house fellowships. And so all those ministries are needed in the church and rescue. We are going to begin that one too. Amen. Amen. My prayer is that you will be one of the teachers. How many of you will love to be one of the teachers? One of the teachers. Some of you, don't, don't just raise your hand, oh, because you are going to be one, one of the teachers. <laughs> and when you tell me I, I can't teach, I say, but I will raise your hand. Why did you raise your hand? You were deceiving me. Raise your hands. So they had house to house fellowships. Romans chapter 16, verse 5 also tells us, likewise, greet the church. You see, Paul was giving a greeting. He was done with his letter, so he was just giving them his last salute. And he was giving them greeting. He said, likewise, greet the church that is in their house. So there, there, there was a church in their house. Look at it. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Salute, well beloved, blah, blah, blah. Who is the first fruit of Ankai? Amen. So there was a church in their house. Can we have a church in your house? Yes. Or you won't agree? You won't agree? Ask someone by yourself, can we have a church in your area? Church is not only done here. We are supposed to have cell groups in your area. In your house. You should be able to give your compound out for cell groups. You should be able to give your corner out for cell groups. You should be able to, 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 to take us to your area and give us a place in your area. So, okay, uh, uh, um, uh, overseer, please come. In my house here, I have some area here. We can do it in my, in my area. Or we can do it in my house. I'll talk to my father. We'll do it in my compound. We have some ghetto, some corner somewhere. You should be able to give your house for church. Amen. Oh, amen. Do we all understand that? Very, very powerful. Number four. Small groups enable efficient pastoring. To enable efficient pastoring. It will help us to be able to pastor you without wasting a lot of time. Several years ago, I'm reading now, I attended a mega church, that's a very big church, where I was seated 60 meters away from the pulpit, very far because of the crowd. In such a big church, it is impossible for the pastor to know every member by name. It is not possible to even relate with all the members personally. But when smaller groups are established, leaders of these groups can know and relate with their members 
at that level, on behalf of the pastor, this method brings the pulpit closer to the members. True or not true? Some of you have not been to your house before. A lot of you have been, but some of you have not. But overseers have been to your house. Shepherds have been to your house. Different different people have been to your house. Some of you, I don't know your, your, your birthdays, but I'll be there and then I'll just see on the page. Happy birthday to so and so. How come the person got to know? Because they, they find themselves in a, in a common group. See that they are choristers together or they are ashes together. Somebody close to the person will bring it up. Why? The issue is because of the small groupings. And so it helps us to be able to meet the need of everyone and to pastor everyone well. Exodus 18, 21 to 22. Exodus 18, 21-22. This is the story about Moses and the 70. He was advised to look for 70 elders who will represent him. So that people will not just get up and come. Say that I, I was having my, my maze. And then uh, this guy came to take their maze. So Moses ruled for us. By that time God also wanted to talk to Moses. Then he's judging between goats and sheep. And he stole my tomatoes. He stole my yam. And so he was advised that, listen, you, you die before your time. And you will even have time to minister first and foremost to God. And so you have to give some of the work. See, that is why I, I, I recruited shepherds. It's not like I'm a lazy person or I can't do the work or I've retired. I've not retired. But you see, at the point of the ministry or at the point in the ministry, you need more people to help you so that you can do other things. Amen. Very, very important. So that the weightier matters that they cannot talk about at the goat and sheep level can be brought to you. Like the issue of divorce. That's why they came to him for divorce and he gave them a certificate to go and do what he wanted. Jesus came to correct it. Those were the system that was being put in place in the days of Moses. Number five. Small groups create a church without exit. Small groups create a church without exit. Small groups. If rescue, we will learn this cell thing. And we will all give ourselves to wait. That listen, God, I'm going to work in a cell. I want to be an assistant cell leader. Just select me today. I'm going to help my overseer to have a cell in my house. I'm going to help my, my ministry to, to have cells in my house. If you will decide that you will take a cell to your area, you yourself will come for permission. Go and start a cell in your area, you'll be, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. You are doing the church a lot of good and you are doing God. Great good. Jesus said in John 18 verse 9, said, Of them which thou givest me, I have lost none. Of them which thou givest me, I have lost none. How will we be able to keep all the members God gives us? It's from the groups. Because a hundred people, when some don't come to church, you will know it. You can't remember everybody. Trust me, I don't know everyone's name in this church. I don't know. I don't know everyone's name in this church. It's not everyone's name that I know. There are some I have asked, but I forget after some time. Because it's not everyone's name I can know. That's why I devised a beautiful strategy. I don't call people by their names anyhow. Especially the ladies. I have a generic name. General. For all ladies. My dear. Finish. How are you my dear? So that you will not say I called you Bridget. When you are called Hillary. <laughs> Do you understand? 
So now you don't say that, uh, why, why did he change my name? My dear is my dear. <laughs> my daughter, how are you? But the truth of the matter is I'm forgetting your name. Now, when we are in small groups, I'm sure that last Sunday, you can tell me the members from the choir that didn't come to church. Can you mention some? Benedicta? Does it be another Benedicta? Tina? Alberta? Good. You see, he can remember. Me, I don't even remember. Because last Sunday, Corona season, but again, we still had about 94 people in the church. 94 names were registered. How will I know everybody's name? And those who didn't come to church, you and I know they are more. <laughs> Do you remember some of your people who didn't come to church? Like, just measure two names. James. Derek. You know, so what I'm trying to say is that the overseers, the overseers, they can tell us those who didn't come to church. Not the pastor. Because there are many and so they can track those people and go and follow them and catch them and bring them back to God. But if we leave everything to this pulpit alone to investigate and check who didn't come. And you see, even the, the names they are mentioning are those in the cell. What about those from territories? I'm sure that the territory people can tell us those from territories who didn't come to church last Sunday. Many. And so the way to be able to close the exit door of every church is by implementing the small, small group system. So from today, we are going to open wide the doors of the church for people to enter and we are going to shut the doors for people going out. And so the entrance will be open and the exit will be closed. And the way to close the exit is by falling. So if the person is in the choir, that is one gate that will stop the person from stopping the church. And then in the area of the person, to the person joins a cell group. So then the person will get another shepherd from the area. So if the person will stop church, you have to go through two wild shepherds. Will it be possible for the person to stop easily? No. Unless the person is really called by the enemy. The person's time has come to pass. <laughs> That's why no amount of <laughs> all the small groups Jesus couldn't save Judas. Because <laughs> the time has come. <laughs> so unless the devil has called such a person, it will be difficult for the person to say, I'm lonely. My birthday, nobody thought about me. Or there will be small, small groups that will meet the needs of those people and they will not be offended. Clap your two hands, rise up to your face. Beloved, thank you for listening to this message by Reverend Prince Lai. If you have been blessed by this message and have not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, kindly say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died, that I may live. Please forgive me and wash me with your blood. I believe I am a child of God. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you have said this prayer, 
Know that your sins have been forgiven and you are now a new creation. We invite you to worship with us on Sundays at Odoko, adjacent Best Point Savings and Loan, Odoko Market. For more information, please call 0543-248-982 or 0241-372-895. God richly bless you.